Hey, Dr. Mike here. So what's better for you, animal protein or plant-based protein? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. Hey, Dr. Mike here. Thanks for joining me at Live Foreverish. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gosser. Hello, Dr. Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Um, had my espresso shot, and so I'm feeling pretty energetic. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> doing good. All right, so protein. We're not going to go on that tangent again. We're going we're to focus <laughs> this on protein. That's right. Animal versus plant-based. So a um, lot of friends of mine, um, I'm sure you probably get this even more than I do. You know, as a medical doctor, I get all the uh, medical questions. Mm-hmm. You probably get more of the the dietary nutritional stuff. So I, but I, even I, as a medical doctor, people ask me, you know, what is the best way to, to get my protein? Is it animal? Is it plant-based? So I just, I, what do you think about that right there? Animal versus plant? Well, I, I think you can get your protein from both sources. That is the short answer. No, no. There is you a got it. No, no, no. You got to pick a side. <laughs> there is no. a longer, no, there is no, <laughs> There can't be a versus. I'm just I think, kidding. I think, you know, there are people who who do not eat animal products for a variety of reasons. Ethical reasons. It could be, you know, due to uh, faith-based uh, eating practices. And for those people, you know, they're, they're healthy. <laughs> Most of them <laughs> are, are pretty healthy. So I, I don't, I think... You know, it's it's good to kind of compare the two. And I think it's important to understand some of the limitations with plant based protein. Um, And but I think you can't really just say one is better than the other. Yeah. You were the one that told me and taught me long time ago, years ago, I think when you were a student, you know, we were we were having conversations about this. And I think you were the one that said, you know, animal protein is a good it's it's complete. We do it. We digest it well. We assimilate it well. But you also then said, but so is plant-based. And, and as long as you're making sure that your plant-based sources are complete proteins or so, or you do a combination of yes. plant-based sources to make it complete, it's probably just as good, right? Right. And and just to explain what you are kind of to our listeners about the complete protein, I think people, that word is kind of thrown out often. And we do know the building blocks of protein are amino acids. And, you know, this idea of a complete protein is this idea of there are 20 different amino acids that can form a protein. And the human body can't produce nine of them on its own. Yeah, right. Okay. So what that means is, so they are essential amino acids, meaning that you have to get them from your food because you can't make those amino acids. And so what we find is, you know, your animal protein will have all of those kind of amino acids, those building blocks that you need to to make protein. And in many of your plant-based foods, you may not have all of those essential amino acids. And so whenever you're combining foods, for example, grains like rice, rice is 
too low in lysine, which is an essential amino acid. Um, but then once you combine that, that uh, rice with, say, beans, which is higher mm -hmm. in lysine. There you now, got it. You covered it. Now you have it covered. Yeah. But I yeah. think there, there's this myth that every single meal you have to combine these do this food right. combination. It, yeah, it doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be that complicated. And I think that's where some people, they get hung up on this idea of every every time you sit down at your plate, you have to have this like immaculate combination of all of your amino acids <laughs> and it has to yeah. be complete. And yeah. that'll drive you crazy. You know, yeah. it's really about if you are eating, you know, a plant-based diet, you need to make sure that you are eating a variety of plants. It can't be what that we call them the pastatarians. Where yeah. <laughs> that's right. Carbitarian, you know, the yeah. where they, they're eating lots of just pasta and potatoes and they're not getting a lot of your the grains, grains and the all that grains kind of stuff. Yeah. Are are pretty good sources of protein. Yeah. Now yeah. I think the other point that you brought up uh, if you allow me more time, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not timing you. What are you talking okay. about? Is uh, protein digestibility. So it's not just about the um, kind of the the variety or the amounts of amino acids. It's really about is this protein digestible? And we do know that's the other kind of. I would quote, I'm doing quotes, listeners. Uh, the other issue with some of the plant-based proteins is, you know, maybe there's fiber involved. So that protein mm -hmm. may not be as, like, you know, as digestible, but there are lots of enzymes, even kind of plant-based um, enzymes that you can take to help your body to digest some of those, um, some right, of right. those I guess, um, fibrous components in the plants so that yeah. you can get to the amino acids and proteins. So, so, so the answer to my teaser, you know, what was better <laughs> animal versus plant is, is they're both fine. It really, what it comes down to is protein. That's the, you know, yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. And you need the yeah. protein. Yep. So, so that's, and so let's talk a little bit then about what protein does for us. Uh, in terms of of health benefits, um, I, I mean, I'll start with the obvious one. I mean, you're the nutritionist; you know more about this stuff than I do. But the obvious one is is muscle mass, right? We know that protein is important, uh, and even maybe some specific proteins are important uh, to muscle energy production, muscle mass growth, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's just one example. And then we can also connect that. You could also say, well, if your muscle mass, if your lean mass is higher, in most cases, that translates to a better metabolism where you're burning yes. calories better because muscle is really the most metabolic, metabolically active tissue we really have. So, so you, right there, muscle and metabolism, important health benefits of protein, right? Absolutely. And, and you also think about, you know, that proteins help to build bone cartilage, skin. But this is what I always think about. Proteins provide the amino acids needed for the body to make other proteins. And so when yeah. you start thinking about everything in your body, that's a protein, that's your enzymes. How about your, your immune cells? 
we talk about, you know, cytokines or those. Immune those are all proteins. Those, those yeah. are all proteins. Yeah. And so that's where I get really excited about, you know, the, the need for protein because you have to have those amino acids for the body to build uh, and, yeah. and build and make other proteins. So, you know, you kind of have to, I always think outside of the muscle. That's, that's yeah. not and always that's good. the first it, thing that I think about. It, it, and that's good. It's not for me. It's not the for me, you know, because I was an internist for a while and I, you know, I, my average patient age was probably in the 60s. So I so for me, when I when I hear protein, simply because that's what I dealt with was mm -hmm. was muscle mass loss. Right. What we call sarcopenia. We and we have, I think we have a couple of podcasts on that. Right. I think yes. I think so. If you go to liveforeverish.com, you can go check out podcasts on sarcopenia the age-related muscle loss. So that, so for me, just clinically, that's where I go. But you being the expert nutritionist here, you're connecting uh, protein intake to many other uh, body-building and uh, and supporting processes, and that's awesome. So, so it, I guess then it becomes because this is a, I, I think this is another debatable issue with protein is mm -hmm. how much do I need? I know. Right? So, and I know there's some formulas, but then somebody else comes along and says, oh, that's an old formula. Here's the new, like, so where, where do you as the expert here, Dr. Crystal stand on, and let's just start with middle-aged healthy people. Like don't, don't get into, because that gets complicated. <laughs> just average healthy person, men and women, how much protein do we need? I, I usually suggest about one gram per kilogram of your weight. So for example, if you are um, 140 pounds, that translates to about 63 kilograms. Mm -hmm. I think okay. I did my math right. Just <laughs> 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 you multiply your weight by, uh, you divide your weight by 2.2. Get, get your calculator out. And that will give you your weight in kilograms. And then in general, that's kind of a, a starting point for your protein, how many yeah. grams you should have per day. And that's and so that's a nice round. That's easy formula. Same right. for men and women. That's the yeah, same. You know, same for I just keep it pretty simple. That's for for people. You don't want to give them these complicated, you know, calculations. Yeah. Yeah, there's the, the one that I so I, I don't I'm I'm, I, I'm not going to remember exactly what it was, but it was. It was, it was 0.75. Well, the RDA is 0 0.8. 0 0.8. But I always, when I, so when I hear that, it's like, so where's the research that really kind of support, like, how do you come up with 0 0.8? Because that's really specific, right? It's like, that's, and so when you look at it and you dive into the research a little bit, it's not all that clear that 0 0.8 is the exact amount, right? It's not. So you're giving us just a nice round. Let's keep it simple. One gram per kilogram. One gram per per kilogram, and you know sometimes you need a little bit more if you know your body is repairing. Then your protein requirement yeah, sure. yeah. may increase. Or that, well, that was that was just in healthy people. So let's talk about some of those other populations. Somebody who's sick, somebody's in the hospital, somebody who's healing. repairing. Both, yeah, they, you might need one point five for grams per kilograms for a couple months or something. I I don't know. Um, so there are. There are times when we might want to increase that. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do that with all food, right? That's where supplements can play a role as well. 
Right. It's sometimes very challenging to to do those higher amounts with just food. A, a good, you know, protein, sometimes a protein powder may give you, you know, 18, 20 grams and just, you know, one protein shake. Um, and and sometimes that's that's really helpful. I always give this caution to people who are doing those higher amounts. You know, some bodybuilders are doing, you know, two grams per kilogram or maybe even more mm-hmm. to kind of support their lean tissue, especially if they are are an athlete or, or something like that, is to make sure you drink plenty of water because the body has to detox the protein. And right. so, you know, that sometimes you, you want to al- always make sure that you are supporting the role of the kidneys. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. The kidneys have to get rid of that nitrogenous nitrogen-based waste that comes from uh, high protein intake. And so you got to make sure that your kidneys are healthy, stay hydrated. And that's what, that's another population where it might be a little lower if somebody has chronic kidney disease, right? And that's, that's complicated that, you know, you have to work with your doctor on that, but you, you might be, if you have some kidneys issues, you might be less than one. Very true. Absolutely. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I want to, let's, let's just quickly kind of go into the supplements a, a, a little bit more. Um, so when somebody wants to do, let's say somebody wants to just increase their their protein intake just a little bit, they're they're thinking of maybe doing like a, a protein smoothie in the morning. No, no health generally healthy person. What's the best form of protein for that situation? Well, um, just kind of a morning smoothie, just to add some additional protein. I typically suggest a, a protein concentrate. Um, with that concentrate, you're going to get more of, you know, the a little more fat, a little more carbs from um, in that protein versus something like a, pre, a, a protein isolate, which is more of just kind of giving you pure protein <laughs> without <Okay>. so, <laughs> without so much of Where, the, you know, the, the fat and, and the vitamins and minerals so, and lactose. So- if I'm generally healthy and I just want to just get a nice protein smoothie and that's going to be my breakfast for a while, see how that goes, I, sh- I can probably just do a concentrate. I mean, that's the a, a concentrate is great. Yes. Right. Right. Because I do. I, that's another thing. When you, you know, go into a, a nutrition store or whatever, you do right away see different proteins, concentrates, isolates. I don't even know if there might be others. Um, so the concentrate, I, maybe is the a way to think of it. Is this OK that a concentrate is maybe more. A, a real food source because it has some fat, cholesterol, it has some other things in it, right? Is that is that one way of thinking of it? Yes, I, I suggest like for people who kind of transform their shake into almost like a meal replacement. So instead of eating a meal, they are going to now have the shake. You want the concentrate because it's giving you a wider variety of some of your, your macronutrients um, and then usually you add, you know, whatever else you would whatever like to you add wanna, in yeah. whenever you make your shake. Now, for the people who are just trying to up their protein requirement, there it's not a, a meal replacement. Maybe it's a in-between meal, just something to get your protein up. That's where the isolates kind of come in. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fascinating conversation, Dr. Crystal. This is, I mean, more and more people are talking about protein. 
I, I know we had a great conversation, animal versus plant. So hopefully this will help people understand. You know, let's don't get don't get too wrapped up in that. End of the day, it's it's about protein, right? I mean, that's it's that's what we need. Protein has many health benefits. Uh, we we know how much in a, in a general sense we should be getting. And Dr. Crystal, you went over some great suggestions for upping um, protein intake through some of these supplement forms. So thank you so much. This was a that was a good one. Thank you. I, I like that so. one. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So don't forget, there are more podcasts. There's many more now. I'm not even sure how many at liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. When you're there and you and you download a, a podcast, like it. If you liked it, share it, comment, <laughs> and subscribe so you never miss a show. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.